Welcome to another week of Sports BKC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, August 24th. We're inching closer to football season, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today, we'll hear the news conference calls of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid from Sunday. Might even throw in a little Nick Kaiser there at the end. He thought what I had was the best line of the day. Among the highlights from Mahomes and Reed were observations from practice in front of fans for the first time this year. In a normal year, the Chiefs would have just completed their second preseason game and would have broken camp in St. Joseph last week. It likely would have been a record-setting attendance year at Missouri Western with the Chiefs coming off the Super Bowl victory. I've always said that for the fans, there's no better experience than watching the team at training camp. You're closer to the players, you get to watch the team develop, you can hang around afterwards for autographs, and after the $5 parking charge, it's free. But that wasn't available this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Instead, the team has been working out at its practice facility at Arrowhead as mandated by the NFL. On Saturday, the team opened practice to 2,000 fans. They were spread out around the stadium, and you'll hear what Mahomes and Reed had to say about some not wearing masks and the overall atmosphere. Next Saturday, another practice will take place at Arrowhead before fans. So this time, there'll be about 5,000 in attendance. The Chiefs open on September 10th against the Houston Texans, and the team has announced about 17,000 fans will be allowed into Arrowhead Stadium. Some teams, like the Patriots, aren't opening their gates to fans at all. The Chiefs have placed their number at about 20% capacity. So here we go with Mahomes and Reed on that and other topics, and we'll finish up with a good line from reserve tight end Nick Kaiser. Morning, Pat. Um, I was curious with uh, Andy Reid. You largely treat training camp as a laboratory uh, to try out new things, throwing motions, concepts, and whatnot. And I just was wondering if you could elaborate on that process. Is it something where you talk pre pre with coach? Okay, I'm going to try this today, or is it something where Andy says, "Okay, you have free reign to kind of try whatever you want, and, and we'll see how it turns out." Um, it's not it's not necessarily free reign uh, to try everything I want, but we do discuss things and as we try things. If I do something one way, we ask Coach Kafka, Coach Bienemy, and Coach Reed ask me why I did that. If I want to try it this way and do different different things, and so um, I think it's just more of a, a focus on me trying trying what's out there, going for the shot play. Maybe when it's a little contested, uh, and then if, if we have success with it, then we can take it to the season. If we don't, we can kind of learn from it and, and move on move on into the next progression. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Patrick, what's impressed you so much uh, so far with working with Nick Kaiser? And when you guys do roll out new concepts to try, what is the reaction from the rest of the guys when you know that you guys are doing something new for maybe the first time in camp? Yeah, with uh, Kaiser, I think uh, what's impressed me the most is just the way he's able to to correct things and do things uh, the right way the, the next time and then have success uh, with some of the different stuff that he's learned from Travis and some of those guys uh, from last year. Uh, you're really seeing his game evolve. You're seeing how he's he's seen how the older guys that have done it and had success with it, and he's adding that to his game. And then he's finding stuff that he's good that he's good at, and he's, he's, he's going out there and having success with that. And so uh, uh, when you have guys like that that can learn from the, the veteran guys that we have on this team, um, then uh, you have guys that, you, that can go out there and have success on the field. Let's go to Sarin Petra. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Patrick, I'm curious. You know, uh, we don't have a game, right, that we're looking back on and second-guessing uh, on not going for it on fourth down. So I'm just curious, what, what goes through your mind with what this offense has been able to do, what you've been able to do, just your mindset on, on a, you know, a fourth and three, a fourth and four, 
Uh, are you are you you know all the metrics say that that those are downs that certainly powerful offenses should be going for are you is that something you sit and lobby for and you'd like to see this team do more of <laughs> yeah i mean i want to go for it every time no matter what situation it is um but uh no it's uh it's a thing where i trust the coaching staff i know that we have a great uh, uh coaching staff we have a great analytic department we have everything that uh that that know when and where we should go for it and coach reed has a good feel for the game which I think is the biggest thing on it. He has a feel for the situation, how the offense, defense, special teams are, are playing, and he usually puts us in the right position that if we're going for it, we're in a good spot, that if we if it doesn't work out, the defense come out and get a stop, or if it does work out, we can continue to move forward and have success. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat. I have a question about Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, everybody sees him doing his own reality dating show and – and, or drinking beer at the Final Four or whatever and, and, and sees that side of him. But you're, you're his teammate. You've seen the football side of him. T- tell me a story or two that sort of illustrates maybe how serious he is about football and how this is how important this is to him. Yeah, I think his understanding of, of the of coverages and how he runs routes is, is special. I think that's what's the, the best thing about his game. I mean, obviously, he's physically gifted. He's a mismatch for guys uh, on the field, linebackers, safeties, no matter corners, whoever it is. But the way he's able to run routes versus coverages and adjust his routes to be right in the right spot at the right time is special. Uh, it's something that helps me out a ton. And you see it, you see it I think, in the, the playoff game last year when he ran out route and kind of brought it back in and I threw it to him and – it's stuff that not everybody understands, but I think it's just him thinking like a quarterback and understanding the whole concept of the play and uh, getting other people open and getting himself open when he needs to get open. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, Patrick? How you doing? Hey, we'll be talking to D-Rob today, and I'd like to know from you, what is what exactly does he bring to this offense? And also, he probably could have signed with you know any other team in the offseason, right? But he chose to come back with you guys. A lot of times from the outside looking in, people don't exactly understand how much of the tight-knit group friendship that you have uh, away from the stadium. How much did you guys talk this offseason, and did you have to convince him to come back at all? Yeah, I think the the like you said, it's a it's a great friendship uh, and and the receiving room, the quarterbacks, the whole offense. And so it wasn't that I, I tried to uh, convince him to stay. I mean, he made that decision. He wanted to be a part be a part of this. He wanted to be a part of this team. Um, but I think it, it was more of me wanting him to do what's best for him and his family. And uh, I think he thought what's best for him was being here with us, being a part of this culture, being a part of this team in this community. And like you said, I mean, he's a, t- he's a guy that can be a number one receiver in several different places. And uh, he understands his role in this offense. When he gets in, you see he makes plays when his opportunity is called. And uh, it, it's nice to have a, have a guy that, that's on the same page as me. And you see all those scrambles, all those different stuff. Uh, he's always on the same page as, as I am. And uh, he's someone that works extremely hard. He blocks for other guys. And, and he's someone that's a, a, a special player in that room that I'm glad it's on our team. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I, I got a couple of questions for you. One, I know that you believe in Andy's play calling, your abilities, your teammates, and the defense. That's it. This is a serious question. Can you credibly convince me why, if if you all are hitting on, on all cylinders, why you all can't do can't finish the job that the Patriots didn't in two thousand seven to go nineteen and zero? Yeah, I mean it's uh in theory, I mean you feel like you feel like you can. I mean every single year you feel like you can win every single game. I think it, it comes down to how you deal with adversity throughout games and throughout the season. Um, I think that that's the, the biggest thing of, of trying to go 19-0 and trying to do those special things and be a team that the first team that would have to ever go undefeated for 19 games and win all that. But it's, a, it's, it's more than just play calling and players. It's about a team and the culture that you have and how every single week, every single day, every single opportunity you accept that challenge. 
and I feel like that's where it gets lost at. Um, but, uh, I mean, our goal is to take it one game at a time, one day at a time, one play at a time. And uh, we're going to try to do that every single day and uh, hopefully put ourselves in chances to win every single opportunity that we get. Looks like we've got three more. Let's go Harold, Sam, and then Seren to finish it. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, when it comes to – I got the shot of you and Andy Reid kind of talking for like a good solid minute, minute and a half during stretch. And I just want to know, what is it like to have those conversations with Andy every day, what you guys get into, and how has he let you grow and evolve? Not just on the field, but, you know, kind of off the field as a man and everything, especially in this different offseason that we've had. And I also want to ask you about, obviously, it would have been the birthday of Kobe Bryant, just kind of, I know you went through it during the Super Bowl, but knowing that that was still A this year, <laughs> amazingly, and then just what you kind of learned from him about competition along with, you know, Michael Jordan, since you saw the last dance. Yeah, so uh, the, the first part with Coach Reed and this whole coaching staff in general, I think that, uh, it's just a lot of good people that love the sport that they do, and they love coaching coaching football and being part of the culture and and they also love to 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 really i don't i don't know what the best way to to really bring out the best person that they can bring out in the player that they have and so with coach reed if if it's as far as uh trying to figure out the best way to to run a play or the the best way to to be a part of the community he's going to give you his best advice from from stuff that he's learned and i think when you have someone that you trust that is going to do that for the not only just the betterment of themselves but the betterment of the people that they're talking to you can trust that their words, their words mean more, and that that they are in the best interest of you. And then with uh, with with Kobe and it being his birthday, I mean, just, I mean, obviously the player on the on the on the court, uh, the mentality that he had, the mama mentality of, of attacking every single day, attacking every single rep, treating practice like it's game day, treating film session like it's game day. But also, you saw after his career the way he treated his family and the way he brought up everyone around him. Um, and uh, I think that's just the mentality that you have to have and everything you think. Every single thing you do is that you're going to attack every single opportunity you have to be a person and a player uh, with the greatest the greatest amount of effort to, to be the best you can. Uh, let's go to Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Hope all's well. Um, you, you've talked about just how much you enjoy the game, but for this specific part of the year for training camp, what is it you enjoy about this process? I think the the biggest thing I enjoy is the challenge of every single day. Uh, I, I think when you're when you're in training camp. It's not the the you're not getting the looks that you might expect. You're not getting the perfect look for the perfect play where you get to throw it to the, this guy and, and we've schemed it up perfectly for this. Um, it's it's a challenge every single day. And then when you have a, a defense coordinator like Spags, he's trying out different stuff. He's trying out different looks, and, it, and it's making it challenging for the offense. And so for me, it's a uh, it's about going out there every single day, having your highs, having your lows, and having to grind through and try to figure out the best way to be better the next day. Let's go to Serene for the last one. Go ahead, Serene. Uh, Patrick, uh, yesterday you got a chance to have the fans out around you, and I, I know you guys feed off that. I mean, we, we've seen how excited you get in, in moments and kind of looking up at the fans and everything. But since you guys have been so isolated, was there kind of a whoa moment, like maybe not fear, right? I, I don't think you walked out there afraid, but just kind of how different it was. And there's been conversation back and forth about fans wearing or not wearing masks. You guys have taken such precautions and it seems like, you know, we see guys walk in every time and you're even asking guys, hey, can I take the mask off? It's obvious that it's a very strict protocol around there. I uh, did seeing some of the fans who had taken the mask off. Did that, did that kind of, you know, bother you because it's so ingrained in what you're doing? Well, yeah, the first part of it, I think, uh, with, with having the fans there, I think it kind of gave you another energy. Uh, just being being out there, the fans cheering, uh, you getting to see them. I mean, the passion that they have in Chiefs Kingdom is unmatched. And so it was it was awesome to be out there and be a part of that. I mean, it, it really did get me get, got me going. You can see me getting hyped up and, and Chris Jones running out there hyping up the crowd and everything like that. And another part was 
I mean, I think there's only 2,000 people there, but it was loud. And I, I, w- I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I mean, so hopefully when we get the stadium even more and more full, that it'll, be, it'll keep being loud. You'll get that Arrowhead Stadium feel. But, and then the second part, for the most part, when I looked up, I saw people with masks on. I mean, obviously there were certain people that didn't have masks on. I think people saw in videos and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a learning process. It, it's something that the, I'm sure the, the chief security and everybody will, will really emphasize the fans that we have to have the mask on. Uh, if you're not eating or drinking, uh, you can put the mask on, not only for yourself, but for the people around you. Uh, so everybody feels safe when they come into Arrowhead Stadium. And I think that's what that practice was for. And then the next week, when we're, whenever we have people at the stadium, is we're going to kind of get those protocols, getting used to those different stuff so that we can go into the season and have people there and have the support of uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, back out and a little work in 7-on-7, seven seven, which was good. Um, and really, there not much happened uh, today as far as the injury list goes. So uh, we worked out well uh, on the injury side. Uh, good work today. Um, probably the guys there a long day and um, push push through themselves or push through it and uh, made sure they kept themselves uh, motivated and rolling. We had a little bit of heat today to it, so uh, that was another another part of it. Um, listen, I it was great to get back in our stadium and and have our fans there. Um, you know, I've heard I've, uh, we the guys fed off of the energy, which was great. Um, I've heard the things about. Um, the masks and so on. So, um, uh, actually, when I looked up there, I, I mentioned to one of the guys that everybody had their mask on. It was kind of an unusual looking thing. I guess somebody said that they they had removed them, but we're all working on it. So it's important. I know with our fans, we got the best fans, National Football League, that they continue to work to keep keep their masks on if they did take them off. And just like we're doing with the players uh, in meetings and anytime they're off the practice field, they've they've got the masks on. So. Um, good examples to all our fans know that everybody's watching and uh, we're the example and we take a lot of pride in that with our fans and our football team so um, but again great to be in there um, our stadiums op, op crew they um, they were phenomenal in setting everything up I mean from the cones we did exactly like game day to the headsets to the pads there uh, for the coaches and um, it, it was just it, Mark uh, Donovan and his crew just uh, my hat goes off to them. The, they they really staged it like it was a, a game. We'll we'll do this again this this next Saturday and and uh, add some more people in there. And uh, again, the protocol ends up being important for all of us. And and uh, we'll keep working on that. But again, time's yours on this. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Um, you had a pretty tight relationship with a lot of your former assistants. Um, two nights ago. Uh, Washington head coach Ron Rivera announced that he has cancer. Um, I'm, I'm curious if you had, what was your reaction when you heard the news and 
have you had an opportunity to, to offer him words of encouragement? Well, I did. You know, uh, Ron lost a brother to cancer, and so this is something that um, he dealt with. He, you know, he watched his brother with it, and he understands uh, the importance of getting taken care of, and and he'll attack it. I mean, he's he's a linebacker, right? And and once a linebacker, always a linebacker. So he's got that that grit and toughness, and um, he'll need that as he goes forward. But um, he's in the right frame of mind. He's a positive guy, and he's staying positive with this. So. Um, but at the same time, he, you know, he knows he's he's got bear down on, and that's what he'll do. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, I just wanted to ask you about the camp this year, and with all the differences in this year, does this feel like camp to you? And, and if so, why? And if not, why not? Well, initially, Adam, you know, it didn't uh, because we were here, and it was just an unusual situation, but. After today, I think if you ask the guys if it felt like camp, they'd probably tell you, yeah. I mean, with that kind of all that other stuff kind of wore off, and um, you know, about a week ago, and and um, you know, the guys were in the grind of it, and and no more of a grind than they had today. And uh, you know, I was proud of them for battling through it. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Morning, Coach. Uh, was wondering about uh, Daryl Williams and how you've liked how he's come back from the injury. And uh, secondly, is there a certain aspect of his built-in relationship with Clyde that, that can maybe make these guys an effective one-two punch? Yeah, well, I joke the Michigan guys and the LSU guys. I mean, we've got a whole lot of both. And uh, LSU, um, you know, from the Badger uh, to the two running backs, I mean, it's a, uh, we've got a good amount of players from there. But it's great football tradition that they're bringing in and, they're like family. So um, if you play at LSU, there's a certain fraternity that, that uh, and pride that goes with that, uh, that you become part of. So, um, yes, Daryl helps them out. Um, they've got a great relationship, and they push each other at the same time, which uh, might be the most important thing. <laughs> Go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Coach, <clears throat> there's a, a, apparently a, a wave of, positive tests that went through the NFL from one testing center. I'm assuming obviously was that you guys were practicing. That's not the center you guys use, but uh, do you have any input as to, uh, you know, which centers you do use and do you have a protocol if something like that uh, would happen as far as like, you know, okay, we immediately shut down practice. We delay practice. Is there uh, something set uh, for you guys if something like that did, uh, did occur? Yeah. So uh, you're always in direct communication with the league on positive tests and there's a protocol that's set up. So uh, we just follow that. Rick Ripple, we have full trust in doing that, uh, along with Dr. Monaco. And, and, and so they, they've, uh, Rick has been on endless calls with, uh, with the league. Um, things happen. So I think we all know that. And um, listen, this isn't the perfect situation, but everybody's working through it. And, you know, if it ends up that it shuts down practice, you shut it down, you make sure you get it taken care of, and then you ramp it back up and get going again. So it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a unique year, and um, we're all aware of it. We trust the protocol. Uh, we understand there are going to be some mistakes potentially uh, with the testing. These people are busting their tail for us, and all the different uh, units that are that are, ta- are that are reading these tests and giving us the outcome to it. And sometimes things happen. So, um, but that's what it is, and we and we roll. <laughs> Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy. Hey, uh, just impressed you so far about Demarcus Robinson's camp, and how much does continuity help you uh, or give you the flexibility to add new concepts to really go 
to see how much the guys can really increase in terms of their workload. Yeah, well, that receiver course, a uh, close group, group uh, they challenge each other, but they're, they're very good friends on top of that. Um, I'm a big fan of Demarcus Robinson. I've said that before. Demarcus could be a starter anywhere in the National Football League, and that's the way we look at him. So um, he, he's in the rotation, and they go. We try to keep, you know, we try to keep ourselves in a position where we potentially can throw fastballs at you uh, with a rotation, and we're lucky enough to have the guys right now to be able to do that. So um, that's that's how we go. But I think everybody's got the utmost respect for D. Rob. He knows every position. He knows it from every personnel group and. Uh, the quarterback, most of all, has trust in him, which becomes probably the most important. We've got time for a couple more, guys. Let's go Darren and then Harold. Go ahead, Darren. Coach, good morning, Jay. How you doing? Um, my, my, my question for you is, you know, your work ethic. Most of your starters returning and uh, are returning, and, of course, you draft a client. What does Andy read at, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning with the, when you're either at home or when you're in the office? How do you come up with new plays or design new plays that we haven't seen yet, or do you kind of go back to plays that you did in the Super Bowl 40s and 50s and put put your remix on it? Yeah, so I don't think, listen, I don't think any of the coaches really turn it off. Um, I, I mean, I, I love doing what I'm doing, so whatever time I get up, I get up and I go, and I'm, I'm excited to have the opportunity to do it, and I guess when I'm not excited, that's when I, that's probably when I, I get out, so um, if they don't kick me out before that. So that's, that's kind of how I roll with it. But um, I, I'm blessed to have uh, the guys around me that I do coaching-wise, with starting with Eric Bieniemy and, and Greg Lewis and um, Mike Kafka, Joe Blameyer, um, and Tom Melcori, Matei. I mean, all these guys. I, the thing that gets neglected is the creativity in the run game that we have with Corey and and Andy Heck working this thing. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And then and you put Dylan in the mix here, working guys out of the backfield, being able to come up with new things there. And I mean, everybody has an input, and it's unique that way. And and so um, I'm ju- I'm just happy to be a part of that. And and uh, uh, the energy the energy is great, and uh, I like that. I like creati- creativity, and I like energy. And uh, you put those two together, normally you can come up with some pretty good stuff. Let's go to Harold for the last one. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Andy. Uh, I caught a moment you, uh, with you and Patrick earlier today. You spent like almost a good minute just talking to each other while he was stretching. I'm just curious when it comes to you and Patrick with a guy like Mahomes who's just so immersed into everything and growing each and every day, how do you teach a player that wants to grow each and every day and just try to fill his brain up because you know his brain seems to be endless with the capacity of learning more about football? And then my other question is just simply with veterans – for backups, how fortunate are you guys to have those type of veteran experiences like DeMarcus and a couple of those guys as backups? Yeah, well, we'll need all the backups. I mean, you know that, how the season goes, long season, and everybody plays. If you can rotate guys, it, it keeps everybody fresh and keeps the speed of the game up, um, which is great. Brett's done a great job with that, bringing people in and creating this competition, which uh, if you're going to be a good football team, you got to have that. And we're blessed to have that. And then with Pat, Listen, he's always wanted to learn, um, and and then he also has ideas. So, um, and, and I try to keep the communication line open with him, and he does, you know, he does the same thing on from his end, along with the other quarterbacks. That's a that's a healthy room right there, where um, it's just a good learn center for for those guys. They there's experience, um, there's youth in there, there's college coming into the into the league. 
um, and things that have they've run before at the either college level or potentially with other teams. Um, and then uh, the coaches are good. So, uh, again, we've tried to keep open communication all the way along, and I've tried to do that with Patrick uh, the best I can. Yeah. Nick Kaiser was on the Chiefs practice squad last year, but with the departure of Blake Bell, he's a candidate for more playing time this season. Kaiser's a third-year pro who played at Grand Valley State. Fans of MIAA football know Grand Valley State from the Division II playoffs. Kaiser was asked about catching passes, specifically how the ball is released from Patrick Mahomes. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Nick, just uh, can you talk about what, what it, it's like to see uh, the ball come out from Patrick Mahomes? Like, uh, I'm sure you, you settled into it now, having been around there, but was there a, a moment where you're like, wow, it, it's, it's like no other quarterback? And, and are there times even, you know, I know Adam and some of the guys have asked questions about some of the throws he's popped off here in camp where you find yourself just kind of your jaw drops down, even though you've got the pads on and you're running your route, you can't believe what he just uncorked. Yeah, well, when the ball leaves his hand, there's little those little, little sparks and little rainbows around it every time, and it's pretty crazy. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, but uh, no, he he does an amazing he does an amazing job of uh, putting it in a good spot, and um, obviously he makes throws that you know you wouldn't think is po- are possible. So uh, it's pretty cool to be on the receiving end of that, and then just you know um, doing my part, getting in the right spot for him, and you know he helps obviously make my job a little easier by putting him in some small windows, but. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welch, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There's 51 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City in helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.